Today we're speaking with Ruffin Murado about letting out your inner sadist. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. Every Thursday, your hosts, Dan and Don, share with you their experience and insights on kink, power exchange, and erotic life, as well as bring you interviews with exciting people from various lifestyles. Then every Monday, you'll hear from our various guest hosts. These nationally known educators bring a variety of experience to the mics and share with you an ever-increasing diverse world of alternative life. Erotic Awakening is intended for mature audiences. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Beyond the Love, the Polyamory Summit. Buy your tickets now to get in on the early bird price for a three-day event coming November 15th, 16th, 17th here in Columbus, Ohio. It's the only poly event like it. Poly Family Feud, Poly Classes, Poly Education, Poly Life. Join us at beyondthelove.org. Nice. Thank you. Hi. <laughs> Hi again, Dan. <laughs> well, hello again, Dawn. We're still getting used to this new opening style. I think we're sticking with this music for a while, though. It's uh, it's pretty neat. It is pretty neat, and it's uh, kind of stuck in the head a little bit. It's like you start playing, and it's like, new. Yes. <laughs> uh, so today on the show, as you mentioned, we do indeed have the, or as I mentioned, as we do mentioned. indeed. Uh, very funny, Ruff and Murado, he'll be talking about letting out your inner sadist. We giggled a couple times listening to the episode just now prior to um, prior doing to, this. Yeah, yeah, prior to recording this And morning. you have a, a question of the of the day as well. I do. Last time, sometimes we struggle a little bit for a question of the day. I mean, we're on episode, what, 278? yes. And um, so that's been a lot of questions of the day. So, but I did ask for it on FetLife last week, and we did have some come in. And I thought this one was really awesome. And I, I had not seen the question of the day. So, what is the question the of question the day? The question of the day How did Dan train you to be loud in bed? That's Ooh. an interesting question. Somebody uh, wants some of your tricks. Apparently. <laughs> well, start off with a little bit of background on why you had to be trained to be loud in bed at all. Well, the background is vanilla marriage, kids at home, you know, that sort of thing. So you, you kind of, I don't know about everybody else's vanilla marriage, but in mine, you know, don't make sounds because this isn't really happening sort of thing. Don't mm-hmm. let the kids hear. So you learn to be really, really, I don't know that I ever learned to be loud because I, I married so young, but um, had kids so young, but quiet was the name of the game. So, and then I'm with you, and I'm quiet, and you didn't enjoy that too much. No, I found it quite annoying, and, and you're quite yes. right, and I think this is a normal society thing where mm-hmm. we're, uh, we're taught to be quiet, and that makes sense when you live with other people, you live with your parents, you live with children in the house. Etc. Et nice cetera. girls aren't loud. Right, right. Although you are wearing a slut t-shirt today. I, I am. I woke up with my slut t-shirt on. I like to go walking the dog in the side yard with my slut t-shirt on. But not, not down Main Street. Not down Main Street. Okay. No. Um, so, for me, the way that I taught you to be loud, and I have to admit this was not a learned skill or anything. It was just instinctive. Uh, one of the things I did was, in, well, one of the things I did was tell you to keep your mouth open. Mm-hmm. Instead of keeping my mouth shut, <laughs> we went a little the opposite round. Yeah, uh, even to the point of hooking my thumb in your mouth to keep it open, um, and to really just 
not only that, but also to be um, supportive and tell you how much I enjoyed hearing your sounds and how it was okay to be loud. And it's not a matter of being loud or not being loud. It's a matter of being whatever you are, you mm -hmm. know, uh, letting that natural volume be whatever it is. If your desire is to moan and scream, um, oh, God, oh, God, or whatever, then do that. Uh, and if it's your natural to make quiet mm noises, then do that. But whatever it is, it's okay, whatever your noise is, that not to feel any sort of resistance or or need to not express yourself freely and and i have you know hearing a woman's moans uh for me is quite the turn on if they're legitimate real moans right and that's the trick is to be legitimate to be honest you know with the sounds and you know maybe this started because i would be quiet while we were together but in my head i'm moaning and i've got stuff to say and you know and later you know as as we're decompressing or whatever i'd be like oh my god i just had these sounds in my head i wanted to let out and you're like well why aren't you and it's because I didn't know I could. But how can you totally be free in what you're giving and who you are if you're keeping stuff trapped in your head and you're worried, you know, mm -hmm. you're paying attention to what you're keeping trapped in your head. If you're doing that, then you can't just be. So I really like that you took the time to hook your finger in my mouth. And literally, that's what you would do, is just hook your finger in my mouth and keep the mouth open. Mm -hmm. And again, be... Um, supportive of whatever mm -hmm. noises <clears throat> you want to make. And really, that's really, it's more than just the sounds there, but it's, it's that entryway. It's part of that whole anything is okay, mm -hmm. sexually wise. If you're, whatever your deviance is, whatever your kink is, you know, let's be okay with acknowledging that's what it is. And, right. and we talk about this as well in, in other areas that, it doesn't mean that I'm going to be okay with whatever your kink is, but I want to be open to it, and I want you to be open to expressing it. Exactly. So, But, you know, this goes back to that question that I would ask sometimes, because I can get loud and nasty and mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, things like that with the sounds and the speech and the, the uh, little erotic stories that pop out of my mouth while, while, we're, while we're getting it on. Mm -hmm. But um, sometimes that question would pop up that we talk about sometimes of the, am I too slutty? Right. You know, as I'm sitting here wearing a slut shirt, you know, it's like, as I'm too slutty. And that's where your support would come in of, no, absolutely not. I got off on it. So, Yay. Yay for loud noises from the head. <laughs> <laughs> Letting that inner voice out. Mm -hmm, so, mm -hmm. so Don, you know what else would make a good question of the day? What's that? I don't know either. If you know, you can contact us at Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com. Or leave us a voicemail, 614-414-2072. We are also on The Fet Life in a group called Erotic Awakening. Nice. Um... And I wanted to do a big old shout out. You remember about four episodes ago, I mentioned that MNR had dumped a big donation on the podcast. I remember that. Luckily, thanks to their generosity, we have uh, done some tech stuff. And actually, what I mean by that is I paid someone to do the tech stuff. The point being is that all episodes are now back on, available on iTunes. The, the back episodes are back. Sweet. We mentioned a, a while ago that some of them disappeared due to the way things were set up. 
blah, 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 tech stuff, tech stuff, tech stuff. Mm -hmm. But they're all back now. You can get all the way back to episode one or two or three. And oh, we couldn't have just like deleted those. <laughs> <laughs> no, we did not hide those on purpose. So, yeah, like I said before, sometimes people tell me that they started there's, with episode one, and I'm like, oh. There's a setting on my <laughs> iTunes, or on my uh, podcast players, right? where you can set it to do double speed, right? and everybody sounds a little bit like a, like a hamster, you know, they're talking a little bit faster. In the first 20, 30, 40 episodes, I would recommend double speed, <laughs> because we talk somewhat slowly and like this a lot, so... I know, we tried to listen to an old episode, and it was like, oh my god, get them a cup of coffee. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we learn how we drink coffee as we talk. Yep. Uh, I would also mention that the um, Phil's Fudge came in, and... Oh my god. So Phil's Fudge, if you did not know this, is the official pot, uh, fudge provider to the Erotic Awakening podcast. Mm -hmm. I didn't know we would have an official... No, really! <laughs> 278 episodes, but before we started this, I was like, how could I get fudge at a discounted <laughs> price from Canada? And I thought the podcast would be the way to go. And there you are, 278 episodes later, our official podcast fudge provider, Phil's Fudge. You can find them by searching for simply Phil's, Phil's Fudge. Phil's Fudge Factory. The yeah. Phil's Fudge Factory. Thank mm -hmm. you on Google. Uh, they are out of Canada. What, what kind of fudge do we have this time he around? He sent us maple pecan, mm -hmm. which I haven't tried yet. And the chocolate score. And we got through half of that box before <laughs> it came in the mail one afternoon and before I went to work at the room. Mm -hmm. Half the box was gone. <laughs> Is it like a, I don't remember half the box being gone. Oh, okay. right. Yeah, yeah. It, it just nibble here, <laughs> nibble there, a little slice here. <laughs> oh, I like that sound. Do you remember when we used to do the speed questions? Oh, yes. Those are awesome. That'd be a neat sound for that. Unfortunately, so. that's not that. Uh, yes, yes, that's what it is. So let's move on. Uh, and I, I see the Olympics are coming. The Olympics. Yay! It's actually not the Olympics. It's the Kinky Olympics of South Carolina. The Winter Kinky South Carolina Olympics are coming February 15th in nice. 2014. We'll uh, actually have more information about that soon. We're going to do some interviews about that. But I had no clue there was such a... Well, actually, we did know... That there was a kinky Olympics because our fave uh, Australian Canada uh, Australian <laughs> stalker, uh, natural born kinkster, who for the other Australian stalkers, the way you get to be the favorite is you write us most recently. With oh, a very short term memory. Say, uh, we, we have, have many, another one that writes many. a lot. Hey, buddy. Um, I was listening to Grey Dancer's podcast, and he mm -hmm. was saying he has a lot of Australian podcast listeners as well well we had one that wrote us and said they were trying to get us out there but yeah. haven't heard anymore so that'd be awesome maybe they should all get together and get us out there australia apparently is fairly cakey nice <laughs> yeah I, I think we should move there i'm okay with that <laughs> living down under now i got men at work stuck in my head <laughs> <laughs> sorry australians that's the total uh, uh cultural influence you've had on us so far here in america it's a song by men at work a vegemite sandwich <laughs> and a vegemite sandwich yes um and uh that guy who did the movies what you call that a knife guy oh i don't know okay <laughs> uh fortunately Fortunately, I don't know where <laughs> I was going with that. So that was, we, okay. do, we do have new subscribers. Speaking of knives, oh yes, um, 
You don't remember that? You call that a knife? This is a knife. Anyway, but I oh, met a knife oh, over the weekend. Oh, oh, oh. I remember. Okay. But I, knew, I met a knife over the weekend. So did I. Well, <laughs> that was so awesome. We had a, uh, episodes ago, we had someone who we were referring to as... El Machete. Yes. And um, I was at the silent auction at Cope just walking around and someone stopped me and said, oh, I know you. I listen to your podcast. And, and I'm the younger brother of said... El Machete. I'm pausing because I'm not supposed to call this person El Machete right. anymore. And he goes, and I figured I'm El Butterknife. Yes. <laughs> I just thought that was so cute. So the guy introduced himself to me by his name, by his fat name, and El Butterknife. So guess what sticks in my head? El Butterknife. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I get that. Uh, the funny thing is when you first thought said that, I, I pictured a butterfly knife. Which oh, a pretty, butterfly knife, which is different pretty, than a butter yeah, knife. <laughs> that would go well, you know. Have a choice between a machete and a butterfly knife. Go, oh, well, I could go one way or the other, but a butter knife. A little bit different. But I will tell you a secret. I have a butter knife in my toy bag. I know you do. And it works quite well. It does. You have a spoon and a fork, too. Yes, I do. <laughs> it's not to eat somebody with. That doesn't take utensils. <laughs> Sorry. It's early. No, 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 that's quite, um, not those utensils anyway. Right, exactly, exactly. Oh, so, new subscribers. Oh, uh, yes, we do have some new subscribers to the newsletter. Have you sent out the newsletter yet? Remember, no, we're sir. supposed to have some kind of a contest we in there. We are supposed to have some kind of contest, Oh, and you need to send that out, because the early bird prices for Beyond the Love oh. are ending in a week, so we okay. should probably warn the... Uh, newsletter subscribers about that can do so I hear you furiously writing I know because I've got uh, plans for today so this has to wait till after today I also need my furs cleared cleaned by the way your furs yes your furs just write it down the furs out in the box okay yeah yeah right. we have a party this weekend I know (laughs) I gotta go to a party without my furs (laughs) actually the party this weekend involves uh, crowns it does it does uh I don't know if we're supposed to share about that or not. It's a oh, okay. Maybe maybe at the so perhaps next weekend we'll have fantastic stories of debauchery, or we'll have uh, filler of some sort, <laughs> something like that. So awesome. Okay, so I got three to dos to do today after my walk. Oh, anyway, and anyway, you know, anyway, we did kind of sort of mention uh, cope. But before you get there, yes, new subscribers, new subscribers. <laughs> <laughs> We have CJ from Michigan. Mike from Ohio. Johnny Jackhammer from Wisconsin. I could totally do a song about that. <laughs> Johnny Jackhammer, Johnny Jackhammer. Uh, something like that. I'm not sure. Uh, Dawn from New England. Uh, Quiver from Massachusetts. And Misha from Illinois. So, though, though sir, the N N E is Nebraska. <laughs> oh, it's the New England then. There is no New England. It's not a state. God damn it. <laughs> Fucking More Patriot. coffee from Master Dan. <laughs> I totally blame the Patriots for that um, Oh, New England Patriots. Oh, yes. I get it. So you just outed yourself as a football fan, but I think everybody knows that. I <laughs> <laughs> outed myself as far worse things over 278 episodes than being a football fan. Speaking of outing yourself, how's that um, tentacle bowl coming along? Oh, my gosh. So somebody sent me a, a picture of a... I don't know if it was pewter or silver. There really is an interview with Rough and Murado coming there, up. There and is. And it is quite and it's funny. Awesome. So stick with so, us. 
but this uh, punch bowl link is, is, it's either pewter or silver, but I went to go look at it to see if I could buy it for our next party, and it's like $2,500, so no tentacle punch bowl for Dawn, <laughs> but it was absolutely beautiful. That is uh, taking your fetish too far. Yeah. Spending $2,500 <laughs> on a punch bowl that happens to have tentacles. Oh my God, if I bought everything that I was sent links to, we would have one octopus-filled house and... <laughs> no, we would have one octopus-filled car. Maybe a car. Maybe a cardboard box. <laughs> They're expensive. So, oh, because we couldn't afford Exactly, oh, I see, exactly. I see. I see you petting the puppy. <laughs> Aww. Aww. Are you done, Ginger? She's trying not to. Oh, uh, okay. I was gonna say she's trying not to bark. <laughs> I better hit this button. Hey, Don. Hi, Dan. So uh, we're back in the dog. It's so funny. I start. We have this new intro. The way we're starting the podcast is very uh-huh. professional, and then we take breaks to because the dog has to take a shit. Oh. <laughs> uh, Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Adventures in Sexuality, Central Ohio's kinky fun group. Coming on. October 19th is the AIS Amazing One Night Party. You don't want to miss it. October 19th. Advent- find out more at adventuresandsexuality.org. Damn it, I did yours. I know. Now, let's see if I can do the next one. <laughs> Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Smitten Kitten. Smitten Kitten is your online resource and personal guide to all things sex-related. They offer over 3,000 unique products and have served the sex-positive community for over 10 years. From... Oh, the pressure. From... (laughs) Wow. They have over 3,000 products. They do have over... Okay. From lubed anal beads. <laughs> You'll find it at smittenkittenonline.com. And that is all the business. Uh, other than we would always, as always, we say appreciate it if you would rate us on the iTunes, tweet about us, like us on Facebook, or tell your friends. So, quick question for you. Yes. Well, actually, I have two questions for you. So, don't let me forget I have two. Okay. First of all, did you enjoy Cope? I had a great time at Cope. Me too. Fabulous time. Did Scarlet Sanctuary. What did we do? Do 40 Cigar social. Oh my God, the cigar social. We actually went into high protocol space for that. That was yummy. Mm -hmm. Um, All kinds of play. All kinds of naughtiness. It was fun, fun, fun. So, and then I have another question for you as you rescue stuff from the puppy. Yes. (laughs) Inner sadist. I noticed when we were listening to the podcast or to the uh, interview this morning that I, I made a comment of Dan doesn't think he's a sadist and then just went right on with it without letting you have a chance to speak up on it. So the question is, are you a sadist? That is one hell of a question. Yeah. Um, in the past, I've said fairly quickly that the answer is no. And I still think the answer is no. Okay. Um, and maybe I'll change my opinion after we've listened to Ruffin Murado again about his definition of what a sadist is. I have no greater or less joy in causing pain. That I, matter of fact, I'm even going to go. I have less joy in the causing pain for the sake of pain. I guess say no. I'm actually leaning further and further away from the idea of no. So my the part where I get stuck is that I like 
to do things that the other person's going to respond to, right? So if the other person, if the person gets all creamy and warm from a spanking, then I'm going to dig spanking them. If it's from a sexual massage, then I'm going to enjoy massaging them. If it's by because I am inflicting pain, then I'm going to enjoy inflicting pain on them. But I don't enjoy inflicting pain for the sake of inflicting pain. I enjoy getting the other person to drop their walls and respond with depth, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And I don't find that play for the sake of play, pain for the sake of pain, does anything for me. Okay. So I'm actually I'm going to suggest that no, I am not a sadist. Ooh, nice. Well, let's see what Ruffin Murado has to say. And I'm missing that syllable, too. <laughs> There's an extra syllable there. <laughs> so, Dawn, here we are still in Illinois. In Great- <laughs> are we in Illinois? No, Indiana. We must be in Illinois because we've got famous Chicagoan Ruffin Murado here talking with us, having coffee, and correcting the way I say his name. How do you say it? Rough in Amarado. Which is why I say rough. There's an extra syllable. (laughs) My name is normally Dan, but he just calls me Yogi, and I just call you rough, so we got that down. So we were talking earlier today about bringing out... See, there's so much... you got so much going on. There's a lot of things I want to talk about. Busy guy. You are a busy guy, but let's talk about... And I would talk about coming out kinky day, except for you might convince me that I want to do it. And I'm out enough already as it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you had talked earlier about developing and letting out your inner sadist. And I would assume that if you do the rough body play thing, mm-hmm. that is a good connector for your sadist. You know, you, you're right there, you're right in people's space. Do you consider yourself a sadist? Oh, I do, yes. Do you have any problem with that? Not you, anymore. I used to. So you used to look in the mirror and say, what? Hi. No. Um, <laughs> uh, it wasn't looking in the mirror that I had that problem. Um, uh, it used to be that I knew I had these things that I wanted to do. I had these incl- inclinations. I had these impulses. I talked to my partners. I was like, oh, that's hot. And they'd go, oh, yeah, that's hot. We should go do that. And i go, okay. So I'm going to hit you. Okay, cool. And then I'd be like, all right, here it comes. All right. And, and the hand would come back. And then on the way, somewhere between the hand coming back and the hand coming close to them, I'd have all these things going, you, you know, you're, you're not supposed to do that. You're supposed mm-hmm. to treat this person nicely. And mm-hmm. this person, mm-hmm. you know, all, all the voices from childhood, you're supposed to, you know, do unto others as you would have done to you. And, and, you didn't and don't, don't hit, be hit. Well, you know, in this world, it turns right. out that's the exact wrong thing, right? <laughs> um, do unto others. You've got all these sadists being sadists to each other going, you know what? <laughs> Can you say that on this? Absolutely. Oh, okay. (laughs) Shit, I almost did that. Um, uh, But, uh, you know, you're supposed to be, you know, nice to the person you like. You're supposed to take care of the person you like. You're supposed to be, you're not supposed to hit girls and all these sorts of things. And um, it really messed me up for a long time. The journey that I went on, just that segment of my journey of from hey, I really want to do this, to I'm actually able to do this, to, okay, (laughs) we're going to do this, and then we're going to get some snacks, and then we're going to do it again. Um, (laughs) It took a couple years. It it took quite a while, and that's why I started teaching the class, it's okay to hit them, so long as they're into that sort of thing, because I find that a lot of people 
coming into this community run into some version of the same problem. Mm-hmm. Why do I like this? Why, when he hits me, why do I like that so much? Um, why do I want to do these things to my partner? You know, am I a bad person? Is something wrong with me? All these things. Are you a bad person? Is there something wrong with you? Um, no, I don't think so. Well, good. Glad we cleared that up. <laughs> Next week's show, we'll have. <laughs> how do you? But how do you know that, right? I mean, I'm sure that if you were to talk to a psychologist, some of them would say, "Oh, well, you have sado disorder number seven. You shouldn't want to hurt people." And here's some lithium. <laughs> um, well, you know, it's it's only what is it the last version of the, um, uh, the DSM of the DSM that no longer um, identifies sadomasochism as um, a mental disorder, right? So, yeah, clearly, a lot of therapists would look at that and go, "Tell me about your childhood." So, how did you begin the journey of getting free from that that hesitation or that questioning yourself? Um, I had a partner. And she and I were um, sort of taking the beginnings of this journey together. And uh, she knew that she wanted me to do that, and I knew that I wanted to do that, and we'd try it, and, and it wouldn't work, and we'd talk about it. And I went to a lot of classes, and we were very lucky to be um, steeped in a lot of really hard edge players. Um, and so we'd be around a lot of it, and we'd see a lot of it, and I'd try a little bit more. Um, I think everyone's journey through it is is unique. For me, it actually came, and I'm not advocating this, and I'm not warning away from it. it just this is what happened to work for me. It actually came from playing with other people um, that I was able to start discovering how this really could connect for me, mm-hmm. because I was I was too hardwired to protect her. Right. So, oh, okay. But some other person that I'm playing with, I don't have that instinct of I must protect you. You know, it's not that I didn't care about them, but right. you know, that, that reflex, that, that that deeply rooted parental instruction wasn't there. That absolutely makes sense to me. Yeah. Uh, especially where with and, and Dawn and I have talked about how I can't do an interrogation scene with Dawn mm-hmm. because I would win and cause her harm. But with a stranger, it would be good fun. Because he knows all my buttons, and Mm. he knows which ones not to push because it would harm. But once he got into that space, So what what do you need from a a bottom as a response to let you know that this is a good thing? For people who are um, trying to sort of work their way through this? um, For you working your way through it? Or do you require anything from them? Um... Uh, so if you and I did this rough body pulse, play scene, <laughs> yes, if you would, and that's optional some nights. I mean, no, I'm sorry. That's a different ahead. interview. Yeah. <laughs> if you allowed your inner sadist to come out and you beat the shit out of Dawn, mm-hmm. what do you require anything from Dawn as feedback to say, yeah, that was good, or do you are you confident enough that you just say, yes, I'm a sadist. You got my sadist out on you. Deal with it. You've got my sadist all over you. <laughs> it really depends on the person. It really depends on the partner. Um, if it's somebody that I know well, and I know you know how they tick and mm-hmm. what their responses are, um, they they could be very vocal. They could be very quiet according to how they are. But if I know, you know, I know how this person's responding, and I know that they're they're in a very good place on this. Even though you know a casual passerby would be calling nine one one right now. Right. Um, then that's what I need. I need to know that. 
So I guess I guess the answer is I need to know whether it's from familiarity with the person, mm -hmm. or if I don't have that familiarity, feedback. You know, that feedback can come in the form of um, uh, checking in. It can come in the form of actual words. It can come in the form of you know wild flailing orgasms, whatever. Have you ever had a situation where you've really let that inner sadist out and it's caused a, uh, a problem, like a broken bone or a tooth go flying out of their head? Wow. The image. Or, but, yeah, yeah no. but it could be. You didn't yeah. tell me where it enters. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but that fear was very present um, in the beginning. You know what? It's it's a sort of Bruce Banner Incredible Hulk thing. What if I, you know, what if I actually let this out? What if I tap into this? What if I can't stop? Um, and at this point, I have enough control over it. And by control, I don't mean I've got you know this rigid you know compressed control. What I mean is that f for me, it's it's a fluid response, and I can go and I can go a little further, and I can go a little further, and I never really lose myself in it. I can lose myself right. in the scene. But I don't lose myself in this anger place. I'm having a good time, you know. Oh, and see, and I love I love that type of play with Dan, mm -hmm. where he can get past that because he is in control all the time. So where he actually I don't want to say loses control, but mm -hmm. lets that wall down so that that beastie side comes out. Mm -hmm. And knowing this may cross the line at some point, I actually enjoy that. That's some of our best scenes. So, but I don't think Dan considers himself a sadist. I don't so know. how do you define so how so that's my question for you how would you define how do you define sadism because we'll see about 50 people downstairs tonight in the dungeon flailing on each other mm -hmm. and I don't know that I would believe all 50 of those tops are sadist I agree so what is a sadist as Don asked well, ask 50 sadists, you'll probably get mm -hmm. 55 answers, mm -hmm. but... I don't have time for that on the series. <laughs> I'm asking one sadist. I think um, it's when you look inside of yourself and you think, uh, you know, if I caused this person pain, would that make me happy? And if the answer is yes, then you're a sadist. Huh. That's my simple lens. Uh -huh. does, your, does your cock get hard from causing pain? Sometimes, not all the time. Sometimes I'm just so Sorry, I'm just <laughs> Dan, come back, come back. <laughs> Sometimes I'm I'm just so involved in what I'm doing. I mean, there's there's a lot of thought, mm -hmm. in, you know, the enemy of boners is thought, right? Right. Um, <laughs> the enemy of boners right. is thought. I gotta get that on a t-shirt. <laughs> um, there's a lot of thought that goes into what's going on, and um, you know, considering the other person's body and um, feeling what they're feeling and going through and. Um, uh, sometimes when it's a more uh, primal, uh, passionate scene, um, you know, some, sometimes the scene is, um, you know, I'm going to smack you around, we're going to have a good laugh, and it's going to be a good time, and I'm going to hurt you, and that's going to be great, and that's wonderful. Sometimes, it, and you know, the energy is different with different people you right. play with. Sometimes it's just like, oh my god, I'm going to... I'm just gonna get rid of it here. I'm just gonna just fight him. Those, yeah, yeah, those, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. That we'll see how that translates on the podcast. Yeah, I'm not sure if that up, they might pick <laughs> the that up. The face might need to. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, when you play rough, when you play rough, uh -huh. when you let your inner sadist out, do you allow safe words? Oh, when absolutely. You're the person? Yeah. yeah, I'm just kind of. I just wanted to, to make sure to put it out there because 
it's like um, if I play with somebody new mm -hmm. and I really because like I said Dan and I have kind of or Dan's decided <laughs> that we probably won't do like an interrogation scene because of what could happen mm -hmm. with how much we know about each other so if I did it with somebody else you know if I had safe words you said you like to check in with people mm -hmm. I got a feeling with that sort of scene, the only thing I'm going to be able to do is safe word because I've been so programmed for it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm kind of curious. I don't know. So that's why I was wondering. Well, one of the things that I do at the beginning of a scene mm -hmm. is um, I will figure out how we're, how we're playing. And whatever that way of playing is, I'll hit them once. And then I'll check in and I'll mm -hmm. say, on a scale of 1 to 10, where is that for you? Because not only does that get me the ability to gauge, okay, I think I just hit you pretty lightly and that was pretty hard for you, or, um, you know, I think I just hit you pretty hard and that barely scratched the surface for you. Right. Um, so I get to sort of adjust where I'm going from there. But it also lets me know how capable they are of using their words once a scene has started. Nice. Yeah. Um, I'm not. <laughs> I, will, I will check in with them once we get going and mm -hmm. I'll say, you know, how you doing? And actually give them a chance to verbalize hey I'm good you know this is pretty hard uh, this is great uh, you can hit me harder um, you, you know what whatever it is that they're feeling and and check in with them on that um, the other thing is with with safe words I am a huge proponent of yellow okay um, the problem in my mind with saying okay you know here's a safe word be it red or you know Bermuda or whatever <laughs> your safe word is. Um, the problem with that is that means stop. Yeah. And when you hear a safe word, you stop and you yeah, check in know. and you see where things are going. And if you can resume, you do. But everything has come to a screeching halt, as is necessary. And you're reevaluating in, in a very cold and cooling space. Uh, yellow, if someone is able to yellow, is a course correction. It's mm -hmm. an adjustment. Right. You right. don't have to stop. You slow down. You take your foot off the gas. You go, okay, what's going on? But you don't hit the brakes. But it's, yeah, it's not a cold, hard stop. You exactly. can coast for a little bit, keep the contact, yeah. check in. Hey, my finger's going numb, blah, blah, blah. Make mm -hmm. a little adjustment and keep going back. That thing that you're yes. doing right there, you know, that, that spot's getting a little tender. Can you move over to the other side? Absolutely. And you go on. Mm -hmm. Nobody has to stop. Nobody's yeah. fun has to stop. I'm a huge believer in yellow. Yeah. Yellow is awesome and underutilized. Yes. I like the yellow. So it takes a lot to red. I'm glad that my safe word isn't your name because I fucked it up like nine times now. Right? <laughs> so what you're saying. I'm going to keep hitting you. So, uh, so I got another question. Sure. Unless you, yours is on safe words or something because mine's totally off of that. Take, take it away. Okay. So do you ever... For the, for the audience that can't see this, Dawn has slowly scooched closer and closer uh. to the bad man. <laughs> So, so totally different question. Mm -hmm. Do you ever use this with the intent of cathartic play? Oh, absolutely. Which we don't usually cover too much of, cathartic play, because mm -hmm. you want people to kind of know what they're kind of doing, at <laughs> least. <laughs> you know, or have the intent to, to do this. Um, yes. There are a couple of caveats that go along with saying that. Okay. Um, first of all, there's a lot of people out there who say, kink should not be used as therapy. Mm-hmm. And I agree, kink should not be used as therapy. However, just because something's not therapy doesn't mean that there can't be therapeutic benefits to it. If you go on a roller coaster and you scream your eyes out and you come off blubbering and crying because you just had that kind of week and you needed to cry, that roller coaster was therapeutic. It doesn't right. mean that roller coaster has a degree. 
Right. And it doesn't right. need to. Sure. Um, so, yes, there can be catharsis. Um, I, um, I have found more often that it is a pleasant surprise rather than being able to go for, okay. hey, we're going to go do catharsis now. Right. That, that's a harder one to hit. Yeah. So yeah. to speak. Yeah. So, so you're not really going into it with the goals, is what you're saying. But if it happens, right. it happens. Right. Okay. And I'm a huge fan of crying. I'm a. Oh, me uh, too. <laughs> I, I have that that whole decrophilia thing. So, um, if, if they, <laughs> Dan's Dan. fingers are tapping themselves right in front of his face. Yes. yes. And you're actually Tell the second more. person in, in reality that I have met who has actually knows what that word is. Oh yes. That is my own little private. Oh, yes. Place. Well, your scene name used to be Dac. Yes, it did. Yeah, very nice. The very beginning, very nice. way long time mm -hmm. ago. So. I had a scene last night with a girl that I met here at GLLA. And um, she, um, it, it was a fairly light scene, but she wound up crying at the yeah. end. And I was totally happy with that. Yeah. That was fine. Crying is you not just, a safe word. Yes, you just, you just, <laughs> Please keep on going. You just sit there and cry. That's I'll warn fine. people if I play with them <laughs> in something heavy. If I start crying, please don't stop. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm. Will usually be aware enough to red if I have to, mm -hmm. you know. But um, yeah, don't stop if I cry. So, one more. I got another question. Do the one more question if you don't mind. Okay, so yes, sir. One more question if you don't mind. That's I'm not fine with that. Go right ahead. <laughs> so, well, mine is on landmines. Then, so, mm. so you might still have another question. Landmines. I mean, if you're playing this kind of play, if you're letting your inner sadist out, you might hit some of your landmines. You might also hit some of the bottom's landmines. Mm -hmm. How do you deal with that? Um, you know, I think you deal with unpredictable psychological uh, events the mm -hmm. same way you deal with <laughs> unpredictable physical events. Okay. If you're playing with some with someone and um, you accidentally hurt them. I don't care what you're doing. If you're doing rough body play, if you're doing needles, if you're doing whatever, and something goes wrong, because things go wrong sometimes, mm -hmm. um, you stop and you deal with it. Um, and the same thing with um, emotional things. If you trigger something that you didn't know you were going to trigger, that they didn't know they were going to trigger, um, you stop and you deal with it. Okay. Awesome, awesome. I like that that you that is even an option. So, <laughs> And then you've you thought know, it out. Yeah, you know, that you recognize that it's a potential problem. That's mm -hmm. great. So where would I learn more about your sadistic self? About my <laughs> sadistic self? Um, probably roughandamorado.com would be the best place to go and learn more about me or to have me come out and teach at your local whatever you have. Absolutely. Um, you can also go to roughcrowd.org and take a look at uh, the classes that we do in Chicago, the workshops every month, and, um, uh, or find me on FetLife at Rough and Morado. Good. Thank you very much for being on the podcast. I very much appreciate anybody that makes me laugh. I would recommend you bring them out to an event. Uh, I love presenters that have a sense of humor as well as experience and education like you clearly have. So thank you very much for being on the thank podcast. You. Thanks for having me. Now, will you punch me like a little sissy? Sure. Just want to mention one more time, this is your last chance to get your Beyond the Love tickets at the early bird price. Three-day event for only $69. What a bargain! Find out more at beyondthelove.org. Bye, Dawn. Bye, Dan. Bye, Ginger. Bye, Ginger. Bye, Claire. Did you just out the cat? I did. <laughs> <laughs>